This is Mo of Trolltees, and you are tuned in to Underground Opolis. What is it, Underground Opolis? about them i actually randomly ran across them on youtube i let i just letting it play and they came on i don't even know who i was originally listening to but once i heard heard flying into the void some songs off that i kept going back to it and, and dig, dig it a little bit deeper and it's it's a really great album and they're a really great band I've, i know they're from california somewhere but i'm not sure where we'll, we'll ask them that here in just a second so i've got I've got Jeff on the line. I haven't said his last name yet for mere fear of mispronouncing it. <laughs> That's, hey, you and me both, man. <laughs> so, How are you, Rob? All right, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, tell us who you are, where you're from. Oh, I was just sounding it out myself. It's Pedeswick, Jeff Pedeswick. I'm, uh, I'm in San Diego, California right now. Oh, Chief cool. is myself and, and Paul Valley, who's out in Arizona right now. So, oh, uh, that that's it, man. But yeah, most most of the time spent in San Diego doing the the King Chief stuff. Right. But it's a pleasure to be on, man. Do you do all the instruments between the two of you? Yeah. So that's been the outfit for for King Chief. Um, Paul and and myself do pretty much everything on the album. Primarily Paul, and we'll. Uh, We'll do, you know, like, it's just kind of been the, the blueprint ever since the beginning, man. It's come in different waves. Um, it's kind of funny, man, how each album has, has come to fruition. And it's been a somewhat different blueprint, but it's always uh, Paul and myself. And then when we go on the road, we'll, uh, you know, it's a revolving door of buddies. So that's how it's been, you know, for the last couple of years. It's been the easiest to do that. But, um, yeah, it's a trip, dude. It, it seems to work well, especially in this last year. If there were, if you could narrow down somebody that, like, that you saw at a concert or even on TV or anything, and you said, you know what, I want to do that. It's like, yeah, 
who would who who would that be that you admire that much that inspired you to become a, a working musician? Shoot, man, I think you know my age demographic at ten years old. I think you know if it hadn't been for Slash, you know that 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 was the gateway drug. I think everybody dipping into like the car, like the superhero on your wall guitar player. That would have definitely been Slash. And, uh, you know, sprouting from that, just being a product of the earlier 90s stuff, man, I got to say Dean Ween, hands down, and Larry Lalonda Primus, you know, the stranger, the oddball route. And then that was the gateway to many other cool things, dude. So it was just like, you know, I think I want, you know, I want to go back and say, you know, you know, it was Hendrix from the, you know, from the start, Fritz. It was all the the classics, but honestly, it's like, all right, the older brother theory always is you get, okay, where did you start? Then you start digging backwards, and that's really where it was, man. I want to say Slash, and then, you know, what came before? Get a guitar instructor in the mix, giving you some records to take home and some CDs, and, you know, Paul's pretty similar, man. We we always uh, piggybacked on the older brother theory to what, what came before. Him and I are around the same age, so I think that was crucial. Right. How would you describe the music that you you create? When when I talk to people, I was like, well, I don't like to compare bands to other bands, but I would I would call you like if Helmet and Queens of the Stone Age had a baby. <laughs> oh, cool. I mean, and oh, I'm not yeah. trying to be insulting. <laughs> no, no, that's that's always a hard one, you know, and and especially in a world where you're playing with other bands and promoters, you know, you got to sound similar for people coming out. Um, I know that like it's it's a hard one because you know there's you put a, you turn on a fuzz pedal and suddenly that can put you into a category or a certain content, you know, you're in another category. Um, to be under the br- umbrella of stone or rock, I don't know, not so much. Kind of more in the, like you said, the helmet kind of Queens of Stone Age, a little, you know, the melody thing has always been important to us. And uh, it was like the crayon we picked out of the box happened to be the fuzz pedals. And, uh, you know, I think I think that's one of the main things, just concentrate on the songs and, and the melody lines and melodic, man. Do you have a, a particular creative process? that you could elaborate on? You know, for, for King Chiefs, um, it's kind of born with Paul will have a baseline to it and we will go, we will stem from there. And it's been interesting. So like on, on the 2018 release blue Sonic, him and I both like pretty much locked ourselves in a room and saw what would stick onto the wall and kept it as an approach where the album before that tomorrow's over, it was pretty much Paul and I was coming in for, some top dressings and then flying into void was literally like the base the basic was there that everything that paul had put down and uh you know the base was there and um i just found the holes to to kind of plug man and sometimes you'd get done with the song and there'd be you know a little bit left over and all right well let's do a little editing so it's been a different process all around you know it's there there hasn't been a set rule it's just all right, let's let's do the next one. Do you have some songs? I got some riffs, and they've met at different times where we're living in different places. It's been it's been a trip, man. All different. Let's talk about. We'll talk about my favorite song so far because <laughs> it is my show. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hidden Hills is the one I got stuck on first that I played. But I've, 
you you might you might made a, a whole almost a whole cent off me on Spotify. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, you know, maybe even maybe even two cents. <laughs> it takes a lot to get there. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. I I have to agree, man. I that's that's probably all said and done when I when I heard it and I I talked to Paul. I said, man, which which one do you think? And that was the one. And uh, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to hear that, man. That was that was um, you know, the fuzz pedals went off at, at many times in that tune. A lot, a lot of those layers. It was like, you know, are, should we do this? Is this I, is this this is a little softer? You know, could we? But you know, like it was just for the sake of the song, we weren't even really thinking. All right, you know, this has to sound a certain way, like we had before. Like I don't know, there's a template of having the fuzzes a certain way to where that one. Man, we were just like literally a, a new pickup per track, a new a new guitar, a new pickup. Just a, you know, I'm stomping on different pedals in real time. It was cool, man. And and how that one like how that whole album came together, man. Hats off to um, Steve Roach in Philly. Like him in in the twilight of you know everything that happened, the lockdown, and him communicating with us as far as mixing and mastering and. Dude, it, it worked. Out, it couldn't have worked out better, and we're very grateful for it. But yeah, I'm I'm stoked to hear you dug that one. Yeah. All right. Now, Gloom Room. Oh another. yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's another one of those those Paul Paul gems that he's sitting on, and I just had, you know, there's there's some open space. Let's let's try to make a hooky, a catchy riff in there, and. You know, the rest is history. <laughs> I that that one was a fun one too. Now, that's a really good song. Now, after brand, band practice this afternoon, I was leaving. And I, I I kicked on Spotify, and there was a song I hadn't heard yet because I hadn't gotten much farther past flying flying into the void. However, yeah. one from Blue Sonnet, is that right? Yeah, it's all called a Drifter. Drifter came yeah. on and, and it, it was a twenty minute ride, so I got to I got to listen to it I think three times. <laughs> I cool. played it over again. Cool. Is that a, is that up there in your favorites or anything? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd say that's <laughs> the one up that one. Yeah, yeah, one of those ones Paul was sitting on and just the top dressings, just kind of getting those those little melodic things on top. You know, Paul does the melody thing. It comes easy for them, you know, and that's that makes it easy for all of us. So yeah, that that one definitely stands out. And and again, it's like kind of to where the sound started with this band to a song like Drifter and then Hidden Hills. You know, it's 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 a lot different than it was. You know, it's not as full bore, fuzz rocky, whatever that means. You know, um, but yeah, I'm 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 stoked to hear you you dug that one. That one's a, a favorite of ours too, man. Is there a cool story behind it? No, I think I think the, the inevitable fact of of travel in this whole equation with Paul Valley and myself, and um, you know everything along with it. There's been there's been a lot of a lot of traveling. You know whether it's been moving or changing things up where we're going to end up, but we always seem to, you know, in the last seven years, meet up to do the, either the tour or the album. And I think Drifter kind of embodies all of that. So you have, you, you, you do tour when, when we're not in a global crisis. 
<laughs> yeah, we've we've gone on some runs, you know, and and like I said, it's it's been a revolving door of of sometimes cast members. Some people can and can't make it, but yeah, that's that's been pretty much it, man. I think one of the memorable ones was 2016. We did a long run, kind of Brooklyn back. One of one of my favorites was a uh, a West Coast tour we did with some of the buddies and. You know, here and there throughout the years, man, just, um, you know, doing it. Yeah. And this, this last year had been crazy. What a, what a thing to do. Everybody having to hit the reset button right at the same time. Yeah. And just hold off on, on everything. So where all have you played? Oh gosh, all over, man. Brooklyn and back. We did, uh, I was right. You asked some of these memorable shows, man. I think. You know, St. Vitus was one. There was a show in Jersey where a show got canceled. We ended up playing this meat locker unannounced, <laughs> unexpected. And it was one of the coolest experiences ever, just impromptu, just underground meat locker. All these kids packed in. It was a lot of fun. But, um, gosh, I'd have to look at the, the roster. It's, you know, we hit most of the main states and, it's uh, it, it's bizarre, man. I'll be honest. And I talked to a lot of people. You know, I was I grew up in San Diego, and there's something about leaving the nest, and you know, I don't know, something about coming back to San Diego. Going, gosh, I, I get it, I get it. It'll always be home, man. But I, I love traveling, man. I loved, uh, like I said, I think Jersey was probably one of my favorite stops. St. Louis ruled, you know. Did you stop at Louisville? I don't think we did on a 2016 run. I'd have to double check. We might have. <laughs> and it starts all, all blurring together, I tell you, especially after this last year. Oh, I totally understand, man. Yeah. We get, I get, we get touring, some touring bands coming through some, at some places. There's a couple of DIYs here. Most of, but yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people either go on to Cincinnati or they, or Indianapolis right. or, or Lexington. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah i want to say I, I don't think we did but next time i've been there but oh yeah <laughs> so we talked about your favorite performance i we touched on that there's, there there's been some man everyone there's been a great memory you know to you link it to the city something funny quirky that happened i just remember there was something in the air in jersey that night where it was getting shifted around, it was unexpected. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> cool. Well, what 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 is your least favorite show? That's my favorite question. <laughs> I remember, I remember just for, you know, that we did one in Utah, and, you know, the the it was just interesting. I mean, we knew the drinking regulation thing, we knew the, the atmosphere would be a little bit different, but I think just the overall protocol, it it was just, it was a strange outfit. And it was just this one kind of like, I don't know. I, I, it was by no means a teen center. It just had more of that vibe than kind of what we were used to as, as far as a club. But I remember that one being a little awkward. And then, um, Let's see, New Orleans, man. Just for the fact that we play this gig and they're going, hey, you can you can go out of this this venue at night. Just don't open your mouth. 
we're like, you know, there's tons of bugs or just trust us on this. And sure enough, man, sure enough, like bugs, lots of bugs in the mouth. We're in swarms of, of these things, the humidity, but it was, it was all in all, it was, it was great, man. Great people, great time. Valley and I, Valdez, as we say, having a blast out there. But remembering that, man, remembering, like, having to think about, all right, I, I, I got to cover my mouth when I'm speaking to somebody or, else, you know, wildlife is going to float in. Okay. Uh, do you prefer the studio or the stage? It's a, it's a toss-up, man. With the process of how we've done this last record, you know, it's we weren't really in the same studio for most of it, and it was interesting. I like the creative process. I, I mean, but the live element's great. The stage is one of those things, though, you know, you once you start, there's no stopping and getting used to the fact that it's not always going to sound how you think it's going to, you know. It's it's one of those things you learn early on that, uh, you know, you, you just go with it, and it's it's not to be expected. But it's, it's, it's almost like two different planets, you know, two different – a song when you're writing it versus when you're playing it, it's almost two different mindsets, two different people doing it in some regards. Hard to say, you know. I do love, I do love the creative thing though. That's, that's a lot of fun, especially on this last one, how we did it. There's no boundaries, no rules as far as like what, like how much gain structure and what, what riff is okay. Like on Hidden Hills, it was like, is this, I mean, this is kind of, is this poppy? I don't even know what this is anymore. Just let's let's roll with it, you know, kind of thing. So that was a lot of fun. Do you have a favorite song in the in the King Chiefs catalog? Yeah, is there. What's your favorite um, song for, to perform, or to, one that even one that's like real personal to you, or anything Paul, with Paul with is, a really cool story behind it? So, um, Paul Valley and myself, I was living in Solana Beach in 2015 and he came out we were writing this ep and there was this tune on that ep called the rhino that we would play live and that was a fun one um that one will always stand out the writing process for that five song ep always stands out that one was always a fun one to look forward to i had this uh this crazy whammy pedal that i was finally able to justify using it to use on this one song so we'd we'd slept that thing around that one always stood out, you know, I, I, that Hidden Hills, probably on that last one, and, um, yeah, Drifter or Shirley Never on Blue Sonnet, but the Rhino always stood out to me, that, and, uh, Last Stand, and Poison Eagle, I dug a lot, on Flying into Void, yeah, hard, man. that's They're good all, they all, they all <laughs> take different shapes, you know, and they all have their own, their own thing going into it it's it's wild to think you know like five years went by and those two records happened and so much so much different stuff happened and just the approach that we had to go at you know where we were you know just it was it's been wild man so i don't know it's it'll it'll change by tomorrow (laughs) that's a a hard one to ask paul as well i think he, he was pretty stoked on hidden hills yeah, I like I like that question because it really makes the guests think. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's a squirmy question because like you know, I, yeah, it's 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 a tough one and it's weird because it's one of those things where when you're doing it, it's 
you know, the, the body of an album, but you're not even really thinking per song, especially in the mixing stage. Until they're, like, in the correct order you need to hear them in, it's almost hard to even digest it, you know. So you, you sometimes down by, you go back, you go, oh, that's what that's supposed to sound like. You know, I, I had no idea <laughs> while we were doing it. It's as weird as that sounds. You know, you know, you're a musician. You you walk away from something. You, you come back. You can finally hear it for what it is. Yeah, come back, get fresh ears on it. And yeah, but and then wonder why. Why did I put that on that album? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, it's so it's so important to just be able to walk away, or at least have somebody to stamp it and tell you when it's done, or you you don't have any more studio time left, or it's just done. You know, it's here setting up a deadline for it to be done because um, it's 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 hard man and it's it, hindsight's always 2020 with all of it you look back you go no that's that's how it was supposed to be you know right where it was at but it's it's a process right up until it, it's done man because you're you know i remember just the, the notes of editing alone you know micromanaging little parts to where things are not even audible to, to most people and you start obsessing man and the OCD that that comes with mixing it's you it, it helps with other people involved and it helps when it's not at your house you know it's that whole like you know Eagles Don Henley having a studio at the house saying you know a blessing and a curse never finishing a song because of the endless options yep yep, yep. so how many albums do you have out? Does the King Chiefs have out? So Blue Sonnet and Flying in the Void are the ones that are that are out on Spotify. And there was one prior to those two and an EP um, that we did. But I think these last two kind of represent King Chiefs for what what it, it is, you know, what what it what it become. We're originally Chiefs. We ran into some problems with the name, so. When it uh, graduated the King Chiefs, that was around 2018, the Blue Sonnet era, into the Flying in the Void era. Yeah, you could still find them on Spotify. I'll give you those links. We could put up. Maybe you could put up. But uh, yeah, there was an EP, and there was Tomorrow's Over, um, which came prior to that. Let's see, it was 2013 or 2014. The EP was 2015. Man, and there was a yeah. single out there. But again, there was a there was the the name change. You've been at this a while, then, huh? I you don't look like you'd be at it at it this long. <laughs> you look too young to be that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's a trip. I was uh, so I, I was playing in a band in San Diego, which I still have. Well, who knows? Art does anybody have a band after this pandemic? <laughs> okay. uh, called Amigo, and Paul was a two piece with Chiefs. And they were coming out and playing in San Diego, and we we hit it off, man. I love the dude, loved his jams, and that was 2013. We both were playing Russian bubble font Big Muff, like the 90s version ones, and that's the rest was history. I saw he had one on his board. Um, I had one, and that was it, man. That was we started talking, started playing shows. Um, I jumped on board for bass in the early stages of Chiefs on that Tomorrow's Over stuff. I was playing bass, went over to guitar, helped with some of the writing on the EP. And then uh, Blue Sonnet, him and I were 
seeing what's stuck to the wall, what to keep with those songs, co-writing, Flying into Void. He did majority of the, the bass writing. I did a majority of the top dressings you hear over the stuff. So, yeah, no no lie, man. 2013 is when I met Paul Valley. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to accomplish in, what, what is it, eight years? Eight years, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's quite a bit. That's a lot of accomplishments, man. That's, you really put the work in. Uh, what what can we expect another album soon? Yeah, we're always in the works. You know, this, <laughs> the, the strangest thing was this, man. It was 2019, the end of 2019. I I finished my parts flying into void, and then smack, you know, the lockdown, and we had one route we were going for mixing and mastering that didn't work out, and you know, what is this thing ever going to get released, and what are we going to do, and reaching out to people in different states and getting tips to go to different people, man, it worked out. But it was almost like coming out of that, like the next approach is going to be interesting. It's kind of like the climate we're in right now with Zoom. Like if you and your doctor now Zoom, you're like, why would we ever go back to seeing each other? This totally works in translation. It's a little different, you know, but why would we ever go back? And dude, I think we're going to see that all across the board. I mean, with, you know, we could always, we could always, it, it'll never be the same, you know, but, but oh, wow. uh, as, far, as far as the writing process and, and how fast we could get something transferred to each other and then meet up and make it happen. But yeah, we're, we're you know, more to come. I'd say next year you'll uh, most likely have something. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just a hinder. I, I can't give too much away, you know. Right. No, but but because you know anything anything's possible after what we just saw this last year. Who knows, man? Who knows? Paul might be living in Philadelphia. I might be living in Arizona. Who knows? <laughs> Is there a particular producer you'd really like to work with? <laughs> That's a great question. I mean, everyone's gonna say Rick Rick Rubin, you know. <laughs> Well, I get a lot of the, I get a lot of Tom Petty. Oh, I can't think of his name. It's Tom Petty's first record producer that stole all the money. <laughs> right, right. I can't think of his name right. now. Though a lot of people, a lot of people say him. <laughs> but Brendan O'Brien, you know, just the heavy hitters, the '90s guys, the late '80s, '90s guys, Butch Vig. I don't. Oh yeah. Blood, you know, like um, the the classics. You know, scenarios. It's um. I love hearing that whole process with producers and, you know, bands trying trying different things out and, I don't know, all the folklore behind it. All right, man. You got anything you want to plug in before we start wrapping this up? Yeah, man, just, just you know, stay involved. Check us out, the King Chief stuff. I, I do a, uh, that other band, Amigo, out of San Diego, do a, uh, a gear review shootout kind of thing called the SoCal Riff Ranch, which I've been doing with my my buddy Bill, um, in this pandemic. So check that stuff out. I'll send you some links. Do you want to plug in a Bandcamp or a website? Or? Yeah, check it. Check out Amigo on Bandcamp. Amigo Little Cliss is the album. There's also a project that Amigo did once before called Skeet. If you look up the Balloon EP on Bandcamp, Skeet, and then uh, the SoCal Riff Ranch is a YouTube-based and Spotify podcast-based. And that's just, that's all the gear end of this whole thing. You know, that's stuff we obsess over. Gear, man. 
the uh, infinite hole of uh, pedals, guitars, amps, and having fun trying to turn them out to each other. This is Freddie Bourne, and here is the joke of the week. My life. And that is your joke of the week. That is all our time we have for now. Thank you for listening to Undergroundopolis. Remember, we do this every Wednesday night, bringing you new and exciting artists every week. Be sure to hit up their websites and social media and stream or download their music. If you like this show, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, any streaming platform, and leave us a review as well. I'm your host, Rob Lyon, signing off.